0: You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hey there, and welcome to a very special Big 12 preview show with me john williams from locked on sooner steven Simcox locked on Horn frogs and linda godfrey locked on pokes how's it going guys good how are you john doing doing great football season is upon us we're recording this on thursday night and we got a barn burner already happening with ohio state and minnesota and if the college football season is anything like this opening big i mean we had an opening weekend last week week zero doesn't really count this is really the first kickoff. And if it's any, going to be anything like this, it's going to be a fantastic season. Stephen, let's start with you. Looking at the TCU Horn Frogs, got Max Duggan. This is a team that's being slated as kind of a dark horse in the big 12. What is it exactly that has people so excited about TCU in 2021?
2: A lot of experience coming back. I mean, you start with Max Duggan, it'll be his third full year starting um, really his first full off season with the craziness of COVID last year, and then he had the heart issue going into fall camp that set him back a little bit. So he's going to have to make a, a jump, but I think uh, the conditions are there for him to do it. And um, on the outside, some playmakers like Quentin Johnson, uh, an offensive line that people think is going to be improved, a really good running back in Zach Evans. And you couple that with a defense um, that has a, a good secondary coming back. There's some questions on the front seven, but I, I really feel like, you know, Gary Patterson will figure out the defense as the year goes on. So um, a tough schedule. I mean, the the non-con slate aside from this uh, Duquesne game coming up this weekend, Cal and SMU, I think those will be some good measuring sticks for this team on the road at maybe the best three teams in the conference, right? Like you're playing in Norman and Ames and Stillwater this year. Um, So, I think they could be better and still end up being eight and four, nine and three, something like that. But um, this is the year that they've been building towards for the last few seasons. And they have a lot of returning production coming back. I think if this wasn't um, a post COVID year, where there's a lot of teams with extra eligibility and guys that, uh, or, or playing another season in college, they would probably be, you know, maybe fighting for a Big 12 championship. But this is a, a deep conference this year. So uh, TCU set up pretty well. It, it has to come together on the field. I, I still think you're banking on uh, a couple of what ifs, and the biggest one being can your quarterback make consistent plays in the pocket make, you know, that passing game a legitimate threat. But if that happens, then I feel like the ceiling for this TCU squad is pretty high.
1: And now it's turning over to Linda. We had one returning quarterback with Max Duggan over at TCU. we got another one coming back in Spencer Sanders. However, lost Tylan Wallace, lost Chuba Hubbard to the NFL. Oklahoma State is still kind of being slated as one of those teams that could contend for the Big 12. What is it that has people so excited about Oklahoma State heading into 2021?
0: Well, I think a lot of it comes with the confidence that Mike Gundy's put into Spencer Sanders all offseason. He's been saying uh, how much he's grown by leaps and bounds. And I hope that he has because his decision-making has been questionable in the past. When you have a quarterback that can do both run and throw, that's fantastic. But if they're better at running than they are throwing, that that I'm concerned about it. So everything that Mike Gundy has been saying has put confidence in the fan base into Spencer Sanders. But the offensive line should be better than last year. The defense is returning Almost everybody, you know, we lost to Ogbongamiga. We lost Rodarius Williams to the Chargers and the uh, New York Giants. But the the defense really returns a pretty solid group. They were a very group, good group last year. And the Big 12, you guys know we get harped on a lot for not having fantastic defenses. So it's nice to have a strong returning defense, a third down, lockdown defense. I think they'll be fantastic this year. I'm really excited about the young wide receiver room there are a lot of great young talents coming in in uh but uh tay martin who is i think gonna take that tylen wallace role everything i've seen from him and i went to the spring game everybody looked fantastic um i i'm just i'll be interested mostly to see the offensive line in the running back room because the depth chart came out and mike gundy had all four running backs listed not as starters but as as options to kind of go in and out of. So I think the non-conference games leading into the season will kind of lend to how we see the running back room play out. And if that offensive line can make the jump that I hope that they can to be a more solidified unit this season, then the sky's the limit for Oklahoma State. So those are the three things for me. Spencer Sanders making better decisions, throwing the football, the offensive line being a... Consistent lockdown group and how the running back room plays out.
1: Yeah, certainly important aspects of your team. I think the thing that you mentioned that hit me the most is that if you don't have a quarterback in today's college football that can actually throw the ball, you're going to struggle a little bit. Uh, you can't just be a guy that's a 50% passer like Nebraska had last week and expect to be competitive. Um, Linda, sticking with you, what are you thinking is going kind of the ceiling for oklahoma state this year do you think they are a team that's going to be capable of kind of reaching the big 12 championship contending and then knocking off an iowa state or oklahoma
0: so i know people are very high on iowa state and it it being an uh sooner's iowa or cyclones kind of top two situation in the big 12 right now i do think oklahoma state has a chance to beat both Based solely on I I think when they play the Sooners at the end of the season in Stillwater, the mentality is there's going to be so much more like grit and anger on the line just because of what's happening with the realignment. And Sorry, I, I, yeah, mm, it doesn't feel like you're sorry, but we'll we'll talk about it. But uh, the uh, just I think the the mindset going into this season is going to be a lot stronger than than a usual season and. So I, I I mean, I always think they have a chance at the Big 12 championship, but I, I genuinely believe that they have that shot. Their defense, I think, is maybe the best in the Big 12. And if they can shut down a offensive uh, powerhouse of a conference like the Big 12 brings every year, then they have just as good a chance as Iowa State to go up against the Sooners in the Big 12 championship.
1: Let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate. They come in nine great flavors, great tasting, great for you. 17 or 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, and only four or five grams of sugar. It's literally the best tasting protein bar I've ever had. The peanut butter chocolate is phenomenal. Eat one every single morning. I just ordered another box because my my current stash is getting low. Got that mint brownie, the peanut butter brownie and the coconut almond on the way. And I can't wait. I go through these these flavors every so often and I rotate them just because there's so many great flavors and it's nice to be able to try each one and, and, and have some variety in my protein bar. So, if you've not tried Built Bar, make sure you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first, your first order over at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, it's going to come down for Oklahoma to, I mean, TCU, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. I mean, a lot of people just kind of assume that Oklahoma is going to win it. But the Big 12 is deeper, I feel like, this year than it's been in, in a while. And I think a lot of it is the amount of returning players you have. Even at West Virginia, you got a Jarrett Dodge coming back. You got, a good defense coming back with Baylor. I mean, Baylor gave Oklahoma fits last year and didn't have an offense to go with it. Uh, You know, Iowa state's going to be good. Oklahoma state's going to be good. TCU's going to be good. I mean, Texas tech, if they can actually find some consistency, who knows what they're going to bring. I feel like to me, just looking at this defense or the the conference from top to bottom, it's really hard to not like a lot of the teams. I mean, Kansas state, we haven't talked about them yet. And I mean, they've been Oklahoma's kryptonite the last couple of years. And they're bringing back a lot of really good players too. And arguably one of the hottest coaches in college football and Chris Kleiman. So, so Steven, you know, looking at the, the depth of the conference, like, you know, TCU is going to be right there, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, Iowa state. Who do you think is kind of the team that could jump up and really surprise in the conference this year?
2: That's a good question. Uh, you know, West Virginia comes to mind. I know along with, with Daigie, Letty Brown's back. And I just think Neil Brown's a good coach. That's a tough place to play in Morgantown. Um, and then the other team I'll say, and it's kind of funny because we don't really know about their quarterback situation, but you mentioned Baylor's defense. And I just, I think if Gary Bohannon can show some ability to throw the football, I know he's a a good running quarterback and a big guy can get downhill. Um, then that could be a, a tough team to beat. You know, Dave Aranda, I just I think there was such little that you could actually gain from or assess from what they did last year with the COVID year and it being his first season. Uh, that'd be a huge jump for them. And I'm not saying necessarily they could be a team that is playing for a Big 12 title. But I, I do think you make a good point, John. This might be, like, from start to finish, as good as Oklahoma is projected to be the toughest schedule they're going to have to get through. Like, I think there is more potential for a random, you know, oh, we lost this game on the road. And you've seen that in the past against K-State um, and, and others. But, yeah, it is a deep conference. I mean, aside from KU, uh, I feel like just about everybody is pretty pretty bullish on what they have. Even Texas Tech, I'm not a big Tyler Shuck believer, but I know that he's has some hype and Matt Wells is – Uh, certainly going to be motivated to get it done in in a year where he's probably on the hot seat. Uh, But yeah, West Virginia and Baylor, the two that come to mind that are sort of, I guess, middle of the pack that I could see um, making a run at that top tier of, you know, four or five teams right now.
1: And Linda, let's go to you real quick. Who do you think is a team that, you know, has high expectations? I mean, you mentioned Iowa state, but who's somebody you think might disappoint based on preseason projections?
0: Do you really want to go there, John? Or great. <laughs> I i mean, listen, outside of OU, who I always think, like people love Spencer Rattler, and I think that's great. I have some reserves about what I've seen just when he goes to the NFL at the NFL level. I think he'll be fine in college. But when you set an expectation so high, it's pretty easy to miss on. So I could see Ou having an overprojected offense. That being said, I think Iowa State is is my answer there. I understand the upside and and the excitement behind the team that's being built there, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of finish middle of the pack uh, once once it's all said and done this season.
1: And you you wouldn't be alone. I think the the potential outcomes for Iowa State are about as random as anybody in the conference. You know, I think, you know, Josh paid from two, four, seven sports. He picks them to win the big 12 and go to the college football playoff. He's about the only person I've seen do that. Um, but Hey, credit to him going out on a limb. I love Matt Campbell. I think he's a great head coach, Brock Purdy. He's been up and down in his career. Brees hall. That's my dude. If you've listened to locked on Sooners for the last year, you know, my affinity for Brees hall. Uh, and then it's, and and then you hope that the defense is as good as it was last year with guys like Mike Rose and Will McDonald coming back as well. And so I, I think again, but they're going to have to overcome a tough big 12 schedule. Like we talked about, and you know, for Oklahoma, you, we don't really have much of a non-conference schedule. We start with Tulane on Saturday then we got Western Carolina coming to town. And then we got the Nebraska corn Huskers, the embarrassingly terrible Nebraska corn Huskers. Sorry. It's always fun to rag on Nebraska, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting, you know, they, they fired Bo Pelini, who they had to get rid of. Cause he was just a toxic head coach and they just haven't done anything since. So maybe they, they need to find somebody that's kind of Bo ish, but maybe not so toxic. Um, so let's kind of just look at this slate of games a little bit. Uh, it's a, you know, there's a couple really interesting games on the schedule. There's a couple that are fairly interesting. And then there's a couple that are like, uh, eh, we'll see what happens. Let's start with South Dakota and Kansas. Is this a can, can Kansas win a game? Are they gonna be able to start the game off or the season off one or no, Steven?
0: Do they get to wear their new uniforms? I hope so. Do y'all like <laughs> the
2: baby blue on dark blue? I thought that looked kind of whack to be honest. It looks oh, a
0: very Tennessee Titans to me, but oh yeah, yeah. I point. mean, as a whole, I mean they deserve something excited. You know, they should be excited about something. So if it's uniforms, let them have it.
2: I mean, it if they don't. If they don't win this week, John, I think uh, they're in trouble, right, as far as getting a dub. <laughs> yeah. Now, Lance Leipold, he comes with a good reputation, obviously, but um, they had less Miles, and then they went through another whole system in, in spring ball, and now uh, Lance comes in as well. Yeah, I think I think they get a victory, and it might be their only one this year, um, but – South Dakota, it's not South Dakota state who played in the FCS championship game. So I feel like maybe they'll 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 get it done in Lawrence this weekend.
1: Yeah, what do you think Linda?
2: I would agree. I'm going to
0: give I'm going to give KU the dub this weekend and then it gets very bleak pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. I think for me the the win is just being able to put a competent football team on the field after the last miles era and you hope that they give Lance Leopold some some leash right to build a program and actually have some patience, and and you kind of hope that, and if you're Kansas, you're hoping that he decides to stick around for a while. Um, so then let's go to the Saturday slate. We got the first one. Let's talk about the biggest game on the schedule, probably in my mind, um, and that I think it's Stanford and Kansas State. And you know I think a lot of people are looking at that Texas Louisiana game, but. To me, two power five teams, Kansas State and Stanford kicking off their season with with a big, big matchup. How do you think this one's going to go into? I,
0: I mean, OK, because of where we're at with the realignment, <clears throat> OU. I um, I have to be pulling for my big 12 teams. I do think Stanford will be a fine team this year, but I think K-State. K- probably comes away with a win. Again, even if, even if the talent that they both roll out onto the field is the exact same, the mindset in big 12 teams has to be to come away with wins to make good TV football. So I, I think K-State can pull that off this weekend.
2: Yeah. What about you, Stephen? What do you think? Tyler Thompson was this year seven of, of his reign as, as K-State quarterback coming back. Um, Man, it's interesting. Like, I felt like I could not get a read on K-State all year. They started the season really well, came up with a couple upset wins, and then faded down the stretch. I know a lot of that was people sort of got the book on Will Howard, and then that offense was a lot more limited. Um, I am I hope K-State pulls it out. If, if I'm making a pick, I'll go with Stanford. I just think a little more polished uh, there with David Shaw, and, and they get the victory. I, I do feel like K-State will be um, another – tough team on the schedule for a lot of big 12 teams though and I like Chris Kleiman a lot I like the identity and the toughness he's brought and and sort of stayed there following Bill Snyder but I don't see them winning uh this one in week one it's it's a tough opener against Stanford
1: yeah and I think I'm probably going to go with with the Wildcats at home to open the season and if anything it's a win for everybody because we get to watch Deuce Vaughn play football on Saturday so at least I'll, I'll watch it in recording but it'll it'll be fun to watch them let's go to the next 11 o'clock game and that's the two lane green wave going on the road now because of hurricane ida to face the oklahoma sooners in norman how do y'all see this one playing out steven let's start with you
2: um i mean obviously i, I think OU's he's gonna win the game uh and in prayers of the two lane guys i know it's been a really tough week um month whatever you know the, the case may be and getting displaced like that's hard uh, so there might be some emotion there that carries them for a little bit but the the talent eventually will will um, just kind of overwhelm but I like Willie Fritz a lot and uh, it's a good opener for OU I mean it's not a game you're necessarily worried about losing but it's a an opponent that you're at least going to have to work and get a good good look at what you can do and what you can't do well uh, to start the season.
1: Yeah, it's a solid, it's a solid group of five team, you know, they're not the best group of five team, but they're kind of in the middle, middle pack there. And, and I kind of tend to agree with you there. I think there'll be some emotions that help kind of carry Tulane in the first quarter, first half of the game, but Oklahoma eventually pulls away. Linda, how do you feel this one's going to go?
0: Yeah. I just think it's a good opportunity for the Sooners to kind of see some of the depth of both the offense and the defense to kind of, you know, they get out, In a quick lead, and then you can play some of the second, third string guys so that they get some playing time, some real full time college football experience. But I, I don't see any way OU doesn't walk away with that win.
1: But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest updated odds, props, and contests, including Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survival contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. You put in 50 bucks. BetOnline will put in $50 as well for first-time users. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Again, for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Make sure you go to BetOnline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON, to get your 100% welcome bonus, that's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Uh, let's turn to uh, West Virginia and Maryland. Maybe a, a future Big Ten conference game. Who knows? We'll see if realignment goes the way it's going to go. It's still weird to me that Maryland's in the Big Ten. I'm sorry that that just doesn't sit right in my mind. It's, it's still It doesn't
2: make any sense. Them and Rutgers don't belong in the Big Ten.
1: No, that's but whatever. But whatever. All right, so Maryland at home against West Virginia, Linda, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the Mountaineers are going to be able to pull off a big non-conference win?
0: Uh, I mean, they're favored by, I think just under three points. So that, that brings me pause kind of right out of the gate. That being said, I think West Virginia is another underdog kind of team. They're a team that nobody ever thinks about and they always are a dog in the fight. So I think they'll pull out a win, but it may be one of the closer non-conference big 12 games this weekend. So, but I I think West Virginia really does always kind of show up stronger than we anticipate they will.
1: Yeah. What about you, Stephen? What do you think? How do you think this one's going to turn out?
2: I like West Virginia for two reasons. One, um, I trust Neil Brown 2 I'll be honest. I don't know much about Maryland football and I think the year will go on and I probably won't learn much about Maryland football because I don't think they're going to be much of a factor. So uh, yeah, go ears, get it done for the big 12.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it was Texas playing Maryland, we might have to worry about it a little bit. That's right. And yeah. uh, for uniforms, let's just hope that they put something on TV that doesn't blind everybody. I think, you know, if you are just to talk uniforms for a second, since we already touched on Kansas, but like for me, like Oregon is kind of like the number one uniform team. In college football, just with the, all the variety, I, I'm a big fan of the variety. I love it, the alternates and stuff like that. But then I think Maryland's at like the far end of the other spectrum, like maybe one of the worst teams in college football as far as what they put on the field on a regular basis. But I don't know, that's just me. I digress. Uh, then let's go to Iowa State. They're going to get to play in-state rival Northern Iowa. No, not really. They're not really in-state rival, but uh, you know this one it's Iowa state. They're going to walk away with a big win. The question is going to be how big uh, let's, let's do this. Instead of predicting who's going to win, how many rushing yards do you think Brees Hall is going to run for uh, Linda? Let's, let's start with you on that.
0: Well, here's the thing with these non-conference games. they like, I don't know if I'm just stuck in like NFL preseason brain, but I start thinking about like backups, getting a chance to get some time on the field. Yeah. So I'll say, I'll say, just over 170 we'll go 175 before they're like all right you're good
1: yeah the way you prefaced that i thought you were gonna go much lower so i I like where you're headed because i think he's gonna run he's he'll hit some big runs because that's what brees does so Steve, what do you think if we set the over under at like 125 would you take the over or the under
2: i'd go over i think he has a very efficient like 135 pretty light workload but breaks off some big runs and they get them out of there. And uh, yeah, Northern Iowa, I have a soft spot for them because I always like playing with them on NCAA football because they played in a dome. So let's bring the game back guys because we got NIL in here and uh, yeah, but Iowa state wins comfortably, obviously.
1: Speaking of NCAA football, my favorite team to always play with was UNT and i always like to just take one of their running backs and make him my quarterback and then run the the wishbone run that triple option that's all i'd ever do i'd run dive i'd run dive out of 11 personnel and then i'd run the triple option that's it move
2: over lincoln riley
1: (laughs) that's right no i mean when you (laughs) you have a unt quarterback why are you going to try and throw the ball you just run it every time and you end up running for a bunch of yards um So then let's go on to – now this is a game that features two ranked opponents in the top 25 preseason polls in Louisiana and Texas. Some people are thinking Louisiana actually could knock off the Longhorns in Austin. How devastating would that be for the uh, new era in Austin?
0: They Uh, should probably get used to it.
1: They should probably get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, heading East to play schools in Louisiana um, early in the season, it's going to be their future. Maybe not a good future for the Longhorns, but it's going to be their future. Now, does the Steve Sarkeesian era start off with a win, Linda?
0: You know, like when I look at, at schools that are getting a new quarterback that are having to, and they just announced their starting quarterback like three days ago, none of the quarterbacks on the roster have ever started a college football game. That's concerning it it's a different speed than what they're used to so getting adjusted to that it's nice and non-conference when you're playing somebody like Missouri State or like South Dakota but when you go up against somebody that's already ranked alongside you I think that's that's concerning I love to make fun of Texas for every season being back and this year again, you know, they they've decided they're going to go to the SEC and take over the world. And I find it fairly comical. I wish that I could be like, well, they're in the Big 12, so I have to root for them, But I probably won't be because I'm petty. and <laughs> That's not their fault. It's my fault. But I, I, I I'm not sure I am comfortable saying which team wins because I don't know how I'm going to view their quarterback play coming into the season. I, I, I think it'll be a very good game that I will watch 100% of just to see what uh, Texas is made of this year. But I think I think it'll be a
2: good game.
1: Steven, does Louisiana put the brakes on Steve Sarkeesian's debut?
2: Well, I'll start by saying I was really surprised. I mean, congratulations to Hudson Card for running that job, but I, I thought it was going to be Casey Thompson. So that sort of blew me away a little bit. Um, as the host of Locked On Horn Frogs, I'm supposed to be an unbiased media observer. I don't care about that when it comes to Texas. Uh, Louisiana wins. They spoil Steve Sarkeesian's debut. Longhorns, your decade plus of mediocrity is the reason why I'm going to be watching American Conference football soon. So I hope you lose by 40.
1: <laughs> so the Big 12 officials have just thrown the flag on the show because we've all thrown the horns down. And uh, so, yeah, I think we can all agree that uh, a Texas loss is just enjoyable for everybody involved, yes. unless you're a Texas fan. But it's always enjoyable to see Texas fans go irate when they lose to a team they think they should beat because they think they're better than everybody. Anyway, sorry, moving on. I'll digress again. Uh, let's talk about the last game on the Big 12 slate. Not and not the least, but Oklahoma State opens up with Oklahoma's opening opponent from 2020 missouri state now linda we'll start with you on this one how many touchdown passes does spencer sanders throw because we we're just going to assume that oklahoma state's going to win the game because i believe that they will if they don't it's a it's a huge issue but uh yeah how do you how do you feel like this is going to go for spencer sanders in his debut
0: I think it'll go really well. Like I said, out of the jump, I will be paying attention to the offensive line. If they can give him more time to throw, give him more time to work through his progressions and he doesn't tuck and run at the immediate site of uh, concern, that would be fantastic. So I'm less concerned with the amount of touchdown throws that he has as I am with just his decision-making as a whole. But I, if he comes away with two touchdown passes and one on the ground, I'll be a very happy camper. I wouldn't be surprised to see some Shane Illingworth, to see some uh, Thompson come in at the very end to just kind of clean up and, and give make sure Spencer's healthy for uh, conference play. But all in all, it's just about making sure that he makes the right decisions and that offensive line protecting him and, and he doesn't tuck and run at the side of concern.
1: Steven, what do you expect to see from Oklahoma State in this matchup on Saturday?
2: Uh, I think they win big. And the main thing I want to see from this game is Pokes fans, Bobby Petrino will be in your stadium. Don't let me down. I hope I see a few neck braces. I hope I see some pictures of motorcycles. Like, let's have some fun. Uh, I don't know anything about Missouri State other than that. So, yeah, big win for Oklahoma State.
1: And then real quick, let's go through the last few games on this on the slate. Got Texas Tech versus Houston. Steven, how's that one going to play out? It's actually a decent matchup.
2: Yeah, it is. I like Tech, uh, but it, the thing that intrigues me most from this game is I really thought that Holgers and Hire was a great thing for Houston. It did not pan out in year one. So with more normal conditions, what do uh, the Cougs look like? But, yeah, it's a fun uh, week one matchup. Yeah, what do you think, Linda?
0: I agree. I think it'll be a great game to watch. I'll be keeping a close eye on Houston because it's a, a team that the Big 12 has uh, rumored to be eyeing to join the Big 12. So I'll be keeping an extra eye on it, but I think I think Texas Tech ends up with the win.
1: And then we got Baylor versus Texas State. We get to see that Dave Aranda defense in year two. Linda, how do you think this one plays out?
0: I think Baylor comes away with that win just just on defense alone.
1: And, Stephen, how many – do you think Baylor's going to be able to get a couple defensive touchdowns in this one?
2: I can see that, definitely. I still don't understand. This game's being played in San Marcos, America, which is weird. Uh, but, okay, fine. I've heard that's a big party school from sources. Um, And, yeah, Baylor wins big. Uh, but I think they score on defense for sure, John. I, I feel like Jalen Petrie probably has a pick six.
1: It's a very that, underrated yeah. Texas town. I like San Marcos
0: yeah that that uh i've heard from sources felt a whole lot like well my friend told me but it's like not your friend i see a friend
1: Friend. (laughs) well i'll just say that it holds a special place in my heart because that's the place that my lacrosse team we won our our conference championship there and a big 21 to 12 uh annihilation of nickel state so shout out university of texas arlington mavericks 2004 um yes i'm that old uh so The last thing we want to do on this special edition of Locked On Big 12 Preview, this is not the Locked On Big 12 Podcast, but this is a Big 12 Preview. Uh, We want to do something that Locked On is doing right now. We want to hear what makes each of our fan bases the best fan base in college football. So, Linda, I want to start with you. What makes the Oklahoma State Cowboys fan base the best fan base in college football?
0: It's undoubtedly the camaraderie. Even when your grotesque Sooner fans roll into town, we greet them with gratitude. You can come do a shot at our tailgate. We're like, we're watching Big 12 on other TVs. We're rooting for other Big 12 teams. It's such a fantastic place to be on Saturdays in Stillwater on game day. Like on the ground, you drive into Stillwater. It is orange as far as your eye can see. And it's just, it doesn't matter if you're from K-State. It doesn't matter if you're from TCU uh, Sooners. It doesn't matter as, as long as we can all be civil. And we know like we're there to watch literal kids, some of them 18 years old play a sport. Like it's just, it's such a wholesome family brotherhood kind of feeling. It's, it's my favorite place to be.
1: Yeah, and uh, Stephen, let's, let's talk about TCU. What makes the Horned Frogs fan base the best fan base in college football?
2: Yeah, I'd say uh, small but mighty is probably the word. It's it's a small private school, small school in the Big 12. Um, and because of that and because of a lot of older fans that sat through days in the WAC and Conference USA, I feel like there's a little us against the world factor when we all get together and watch a game in the Carter. Um, but it's a, a fun atmosphere, a really passionate fan base. The people that love the school, love the school and will uh, go to bat for it at any time. So, um, I, I think it's an underrated, uh, kind of gym in there in Fort Worth. If you ever get out to watch a game there at a and G on a Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah. And for the Sooners, I think it's, they are very consistent fan base. They will show up for softball in the same way that they show up for football. When, when they show up for basketball, I mean, it, it's fire, 100% support. They get behind their team, they get behind their players, you get on message boards, and they're just a very supportive fan base. They they just love their teams, they love their players, they love their coaches, and you very rarely see criticism. And I think that's refreshing at times. And, and maybe it's, I'm not a part of the, the right Facebook groups, I don't know. But it's refreshing. Like, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I constantly am seeing, like, criticism after critic. That's all you ever hear is just people critiquing the team. And and it's, it's hard to like engage that sometimes you just get worn out with it. But with Oklahoma Sooners fans, like everybody's just like, so encouraging and excited and just, they want, they just have a lot of fun following this football team. And the thing that I've really enjoyed this week in particular is just the, the response to uh, Tulane, Tulane's fans. You know, I've seen countless posts and and tweets and uh, of people Really trying to go out on a limb and raise money for, you know, what's going on in New, in New Orleans and Louisiana, uh, to help support Tulane, the the school, and then the surrounding areas. So, um, just the heart, I think, that Oklahoma fans pour out not only on their team but on teams around this around the nation as well. So, except for Longhorns fans. Now, we're going to passionately, continually dislike Longhorns fans, and I think um, that's on some that's something we can all agree on.
0: Yeah, it's right. really nice for you to bring up charity, and I'm like, when nasty Sooners fans come to town, <laughs> you're like, and we.
1: <laughs> well, I've got to uphold my reputation. I've, I've been dubbed the nicest guy on Twitter, and so I gotta, oh, I gotta keep that reputation up somehow. I,
0: I get reported on Twitter like once a week, so that's <laughs> definitely not me.
1: It's alright. No, I, I don't think it's true, but people have called me. That. It's a weird thing to call me, but I. I anyway, noted. So, We digress further. That's just going to happen on when, when you listen to this show, but Hey guys, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. It's been great talking to you. We'll have to catch up and continue to do this throughout the season. And uh, it's going to be a great college football season. Steven, let them know where they can find you on Twitter. Let them know where they can find the show.
2: I'm at some guy Steven. The show is at locked on TCU on Twitter and you can find uh, Locked on horn frogs, wherever you get your podcast. And Linda, what about you?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians. The show is at locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter. And it's uh, locked on pokes, Facebook, and wherever you get your uh, podcast at.
1: Yeah. So make sure you are subscribed to the Locked on Horned Frogs, the Locked on Pokes, and the Locked on Sooners podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Make sure you check out the Locked on Big 12 podcast with our guy, Josh Neighbors, as well. And it's going to be a great season. Hope everybody has a lot of fun. Enjoy your football team and enjoy this big 12 year. It's going to be good times. So for Steven Simcox, for Linda Godfrey, I'm John Williams. and We'll catch you next time.